Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I think this is our pre-Thanksgiving show for the U.S. people who are celebrating, anybody who's celebrating just because you're an honorary American citizen somewhere around the world. So happy, and we're giving thanks. I'm giving thanks for the opportunity to be on the air and share my wonderful guests with a global audience. I know you're all enjoying the show and appreciative, and I appreciate you. I don't know who you are around the world. I don't know your names, your faces, what you do, but I know that you've received this show and my many other shows under a different name very well, and I want to say thank you to you. I want to also say thank you to Voice America for continuing to put this show on the air. We are so happy, and a special thanks to my engineer, Andrews, with us today. So before I introduce my guests, and by the way, I'm calling them three vocal Creatives, we're talking about your voice today, finding your creativity voice, whether it's in writing, whether it's in singing, whether it's in speaking. We're going to find out from three very interesting creatives how they use and found their voice. But before I introduce them, and on fa- everybody wave hello to Facebook. Ron and Michael, John and Eileen, wave hello to Facebook. There we go. Aren't they wonderful? Now, I want you all to join me. I'm going to count to three, and we're going to say hello, LLL, and I'll explain that in a second. One, two, three. Hello, L, 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 It wasn't a lot of energy. Come on, let's do it again. We, we, got, we got to make her feel welcome. Come on, one, two, three. Hello, L, There you go. That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She's been with me for years. And every, Eileen, every Monday after the show, she will email me at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, and she will tell me exactly what she got, what she gleaned from each of you, the message she got, how she enjoyed hearing you, and how much she loved the show. She's been doing this for years. So she's very special to me. We are taking up a fictional GoFundMe campaign to move her from Whitestone, New York to London because it has to be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. Right, Michael John? Yeah. So we're trying to get her to move to London. So far, I haven't been successful. But if you want to make a fictional contribution to the fictional GoFundMe, that would be okay. Today is November 22nd, two days before. Is it two days? Three days before U.S. Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. And I hope everybody is preparing something delicious. It doesn't matter exactly what it is as long as it makes you feel warm and wonderful with the people you care about, whether it's in person or whether it's remote this year. And a lot of people, I think, will be doing that. Today is the 326th day of the Gregorian calendar, 39 days left in 2021. This is the 46th Monday of the year. I'm the only one who cares about that. Uh, If you're a Scorpio, I think we're still in Scorpio land here. You are brave, loyal, honest, intelligent, but you can also be suspicious, envious, ooh, and possessive. Well, how about that? And if you're planning on brewing something interesting for New Year's Eve, because we didn't think we'd get out of 2020 alive, a lot of people didn't, sadly, and you weren't sure sure how we were going to get out of 2021, you might want to have something special for celebrating on New Year's Eve. So, if Michael John, if you're planning on making, uh, if you have a still in the backyard and you're planning on making some whiskey, used to be bootleg, now's the time to start. Ron, I haven't even introduced yet, and I'm talking to you. Ron, if you're planning on making Kahlua in the sink in the garage, get started because it takes a while for those flavors to gel. And Eileen, if you're planning a special punch, 
the liquor stores are going to be all sold out within the next, I'd say, two weeks. So if there's something special that's going in that punch, triple sec, Kahlua, Bailey's, I'm getting a stomachache just thinking about all these together, (laughs) buy it now. So there we go. Let's go around the table. Wave your hand at the audience when I call your name. So let's go to Ron San Miguel. And he told me to be careful pronouncing his name. He has a hat on, but not that wonderful white hat he has in his promo picture. I was hoping you'd wear that one. Ron San Miguel is a singer, song catcher. We're going to find out what in the world that means. He's a recording artist and instructor in Yang style Tai Chi Chi Wan. Reiki practitioner, I hope I said that all right, a community activist, a civil servant, and the author of Modern Day Mystic Journey of a Song Catcher. Ron, say hello. Hello. There he is. Now we have Eileen Forrestal. She is a former anesthesiologist. She says she used to put people to sleep. Now she tries to wake them up. There we go. So we're not calling her doctor because she has 32 years as an anesthesiologist. That's an MD. But now she is Eileen who wrote the memoir, The Courage to Shine. Find your voice and discover the healing power of your words. And we're going to find out how she creatively morphed her career. Very brave, Eileen. And Eileen was on my show several years ago, Eileen, before the Zoom era. Well, I couldn't see you. So we were just talking on phones. And now I get to see you, which is lovely. So Eileen, wave and say hello. Hello, everybody. There we go. And we have Michael John Tosti, who is an international destiny coach. I can't wait to find out what that means. And a shout out to Rhonda, who is with your your PR firm, who represents you, Michael John. She's been working with me. Michael John is also a musician, a successful musician. Wait till you hear his story. Talk about starting early. Has he got a story? He has two Billboard Top 100 hits. He is the host of Your Day of Destiny radio show. Bravo to you. And the author of a beautiful book. I received the ebook for download today, The Prophetic Matrix. It's a personal fulfillment book trilogy. Michael John, say hello. Hello. There you go. I'm so happy to have the three of you. I'm already giving thanks for the three of you because I know you have so much to share with my audience. So let's go around the table. Ron San Miguel, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you kindly give us a more full bio of who you are, what creativity means to you, and why are you here? What do you want to talk about? Ron, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. I, uh, for many years, called myself a, a singer-songwriter. My mom was a musician, my uncles were musicians, so music's in the blood. But when I was in my master's program, a Native American elder told me, Ron, we don't call you singer-songwriter, we call you a song catcher. And I said, oh, that's perfect, because for years when people asked me what, how I write songs, I would tell them, I would sit quietly, I seek out silence and solitude, and I listen, and capture what I hear and share it. So that was a perfect. So now my business card says singer song catch. I love that. Now, what about all the other things you do? What about the Reiki and what about the Tai Chi? How does that, does that fit in with, with your song catching? Does that make you fit and nimble and agile and ready to catch the songs? Give me a little more. Actually, the key to singing, to speaking, to meditating, to everything we do, what do we do without breathing? The basic thing, the most important part of Tai Chi Chuan is the breathing. And I teach people to breathe the way they did as babies. We, we, we grew up, we learned to breathe backwards by puffing up the chest when we inhale. That's actually backwards. Puff up the tummy when you inhale. You get more oxygen. I like that. You know what? I think we're going to have you lead us in some breathing exercises. Would you do that later in the show, Ron? Sure. 
Okay. I would love that. By the way, to the audience, we don't rehearse this. I've met these wonderful people at the National Publicity Summit. They had two and a half minutes on the clock to pitch me to be on the show. They received the invitation a couple months ago. We have not spoken other than those two and a half minutes other than Eileen a few years ago on the show. We haven't rehearsed any of this. They sent me some information, their bios, their statements on creativity, but this is as improv as it gets, right, everybody? We are, life is an improv. I'm convinced people, oh, do you know how to do improv? Every time you start talking to somebody, unless you're holding a script or reading a play, right? We're all improving it. We improv life. We have a couple of rules like don't talk over to people and try to be nice to them. But other than that, it's all an improv. I think I'm, I'm going to coin that phrase. It's all an improv. And you can quote me. Let's move around the table to Eileen Forrester. Eileen, I was so surprised and happy to see you at the summit after a couple of years since I've, mm. I've had the opportunity. So please reintroduce yourself to my audience. Welcome, Eileen. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me and having me back. <laughs> so I obviously didn't create too much havoc last time I was on. And not so, enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you introduced me. I was a medical doctor for, you know, 30 odd years. And then I jumped ship. As I say, I retired in 2014 and I created a new career for myself as a publishing entrepreneur. I say, just to be, you know, why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just, and I, so I've been creating these, you know, beautiful inspirational diaries and journals, you know, for the last 15 years. And uh, then I've kind of jumped again and I've kind of created myself now as an author. <laughs> so so I've written this book and it's like, ah, it's just coming out of my mouth as it, as it uh, you know, as it was written. You just kind of, you know, get to create it on the page. So I'm kind of just, you kind of really like words, very creative, very creative with words, very creative with language. It's like, gosh, we have this thing we can play with. So um Anyway, I'm playing with it. So that's really what I'm just playing with words now. So again, and I, you know, as a medical doctor, I was about healing. So now it's about what the healing part of our words. Maybe we could use them, you know, a little bit better than maybe sometimes we do. (laughs) All I can say is yes, yes, I wish, I pray, I hope. Yes, using words as healing instead of dividing, instead of bashing. I think that's a great idea. Eileen, you use the word create so many times in, in when you were introducing yourself. And I love when you say, I created another career. At what point did you create a publishing? How do you go from, I'm an MD and I'm helping to put people to sleep and hopefully waking them up? Okay, that's great. I think I want to be a publisher. Was that something that took a long time for you to, to figure out what you want to do and then make it happen? How do you make, just briefly, how do you make that shift? No, it was totally, totally the, I would say the opposite. It was purely an opportunity. <laughs> and uh, if somebody said, you know, would I like to? And I said, okay. <laughs> so that was really it. No, I was doing some fundraising. I was doing a cycle. I was, I was, you know, doing some fundraising for a charity out in the Far East. I was going to cycle in Cambodia and I was looking for fundraising. And I was, you know, ideas for fundraising. I wouldn't have been very strong on those. So um, I used to buy a little diary called the Irish Survivors Diary. And uh, I was kind of in a wondering, you know, I was flicking through my diary to see was there any inspiration for me uh, as to how I could do some fundraising. And uh, anyway, just in looking at the diary, I thought, well, maybe the person who writes the diary would give me some of their fundraising, you know, some of their Christmas sales money for my fundraising. So I went back to the shop and asked the guy in the shop, you know, where the book came from. And he said, oh, that's that woman, you know, she lives (laughs) not that far away. It was like five miles. So I actually went out to her door, knocked at the door and said, look, you know, it's my idea. <laughs> Would she give me some of the fundraising, uh, one of her, some of her Christmas sales for my fundraising? And uh, she said, uh, what you think she wasn't doing it anymore? And I thought, oh no, you have to. I love my little diary, please. <laughs> and she said, well, really, you know, she just 
wasn't going to do it. And then she said, well, you know, would I be interested in going into a partnership with her? And I thought, okay. <laughs> it's like, I know nothing about publishing. <laughs> but uh, so we started off, we started off, as I say, back, you know, basically a kitchen table, you know, back in 2006 and just created the whole thing really from there. So that was really it. But she just said, she said, will you? And I said, okay. Eileen, that's a pure, pure play on the term, a door opened. You knocked on her door. She (laughs) opened the door and look what happened. My career in broadcasting has been the door opening, but in most cases, I've just pushed it in. Once once I saw a little crack in the door, when I said, open that window, and I had no idea what I was doing either, and this is 25 years later. So I agree with you on that. Thank you, Eileen. Michael John Tosti, I can't wait to hear about your varied career. You've done so much already. That means there's more to come. So I'm going to put you on speaker view. Would you please introduce yourself to everybody? Michael John, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you, Red. And I love your energy, your enthusiasm, and I love your focus on creativity today. My whole life has been based on that. When I was just three years old, I began singing. My dad says he sings in perfect pitch. I'm going to give him some piano lessons. We had a piano at the house, one of the old roller type pianos. And I got on that, began to study. I began to study to become a classical pianist put the singing aside for a while. Then about 17 years old, I got caught up in the radio and began to write my own songs. I got signed to a record deal with Atlantic Radio uh, Records uh, when I was 20. And we released uh, some songs, we're on MTV, uh, American Bandstand, Solid Gold, a lot of wonderful shows. Dick Clark was terrific. And we were voted the third most popular band in the nation under Rick Springfield, the Go-Go's, and then the all-sports band, the group I was the lead vocalist and writer, one of the writers for. That's how I got started. And then later as I went on and as I left the band years later, I became a business consultant and then also a destiny coach, which really means, you asked a little bit earlier what that means, uh, it's a combination of helping people to fulfill their destiny, which includes their personal life, their careers, and make it all holistic, working together to work for them so that they're happy, fulfilled. And I do that every week on KABC in Los Angeles. I hit the whole movie industry, record industry, if you will, Um, one hour show every Sunday night on KABC as America's uh, Destiny Coach. It's called Your Dave Destiny. Wow. And we're going to talk about that a little more, but I want you to talk about your trilogy. I had I received great. it late today, didn't have much chance on the look and said, wow, this is interesting. The forward is great. I started the preface. So tell us a little bit about the prophetic matrix. Who is your target audience and how did you write it? It, it talks about space a lot, I know. Yes. Michael John, briefly tell us, please. Sure, sure. Uh, Well, it's a very exciting book. Number one, it's my autobiography. It takes you from the rock and roll days right into the destiny coaching. And then, of course, I had this vision of seeing the book go into outer space. And uh, so I'm helping people reach for the stars in what I do anyhow. And so I thought I should be the first example and uh, doing that outside of the entertainment industry. And so uh, thank God it all worked out. And I shot it into the International Space Station as the first ebook in history to actually enter into the destiny module for a destiny coach that's cool and as it went in it went 19 days orbiting the earth over three million mile mission at 17,500 miles per hour being filmed as the first book filmed in space and then it it descended back down and we 
had an, uh, what would you say, a book release in Australia, which is my soft release, at a beautiful college, which is my audience. I want to reach the young kids because they've been so devastated through this entire pandemic, as you know. And uh, creativity-wise, we came there, and I was in Silicon Valley, where I live, and we Zoomed me into the other side of the equator on the 20th for the 21st. They actually had me there, and I was able to speak to them, and we showed them the video. I produced a cinematic uh, tribute to the book that shows the actual time code footage inside of the International Space Station. I wish you would be a little more enthusiastic, Michael John. <laughs> I know. I had a down day. You'll have to forgive me. I, I did, too. We, we did, had, my, yeah, Ron and Eileen, you're just going to have to boost up the energy level here. <laughs> Michael John, now I remember what you said at the publicity yes. summit that got me to book you. It was about being in the first the first ebook in space, but that wasn't in your bio. We have to rewrite your bio, kid. Yes. I, I can call you kid. I'm allowed. It's okay. It's That's my right. show. I'm allowed. We got to put that into the bio. That that's amazing. Wow. Well, congratulations. You know something? I'll, I'll share something with the three of you. I figured something out this, this past week. Something hit me. And Ron, I think you'll appreciate it. I, I caught an idea. And the idea was that people say, oh, you're so lucky. Look, you get to do radio. Oh, you're so lucky you got a great job. And I don't call it lucky anymore. I call it smart. Because I saw somebody got a new job, uh, some one of my former business colleagues on LinkedIn, and people wrote, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, they're lucky to have you. And I figured, no, he was smart to either apply for the job or to answer the job. They were smart to hire him. If he's that good, it wasn't luck. And I get a massage a couple times a month and people say, oh, you're so lucky. No. I'm smart. I'm taking care of me, right, Eileen? There's a point where you say, I need to do this. I want to do this. I have to do this. I'm going to make a decision. Yes, we push in doors. We open doors. We jump through windows. Michael John, anything you want to say about how that relates to what you've done, the choice? And I'll go around the table, but Michael John, since you were the last to speak, any thoughts on the smart decisions you made rather than, oh, I was so lucky? Am I right? You can yes, say Yes, you're wrong. exactly right. And, you know, there's an old adage uh, from... Uh, the word of God that says faith without action is dead. And you take faith and you put action to it, which is really a spiritual principle, but it works with the laws of gravity. Just like when I brought that book into space, I had to actually extend myself out to technicians that worked with NASA. I had to ask questions. I had to pursue the dream like you did for your radio show. And I think that you're really giving people incredible practical advice. I have 12 power principles of success I teach on the radio. It's one of the most powerful series because it gives people practical principles, 12 of them, that if you apply them every day, put your faith into action. We ask we're spiritual, but we're also people with human bodies and brains and ideas and creativity as this show is about. Today it is focused. And so I like to do that every day, put my faith into action. So you're not just a talker. You're not just a dreamer. You're a doer. Doors. Yes. That's right. Everybody, everybody pour a glass of doors right now. Sorry for that. Didn't mean to advertise that. Thank you. Thank you. Ron, what's your thought about being, oh, lucky versus, yes, I I chose to be creative. I chose to make this thing. I saw an opening. I chose it. What's your thought, Ron? Choice. I believe happiness is a choice. We make choices every day, all day long. And that's, for me, what life's all about about. It's not what life does to you. It's how we react to what life presents to us. So choices, happiness is a choice. One of my songs is called Si Quiero Ser Feliz. It's a bilingual song, If I Want to Be Happy. And it's about making choices. If I want to be happy, and we could take the word choose 
instead of want if I choose to be happy. Yes. Wow. I'll tell you something. I had a really tough day today. It was a, started at four in the morning. Everything worked out fine, but I had to be with somewhere early with someone to help them out for a medical procedure. And it just destroyed me getting up and out of the house that early. And it's been a tough day getting my, getting my, my mojo back, if you will. And as soon as I saw the three of you here, I'm probably telling too much because we're live on Facebook. As soon as I saw the three of you here, whoop, the energy came back. I chose to say, this is my show. This is my time with these three wonderful people. I'm just going to put everything else aside. Forget about how tired I was. Forget about what a tough day. I'm here. I choose to bring that energy up. And it's just flowing through me. I even texted my engineer and I said, this show makes me so happy. I'm almost in tears because that's how I feel about it. So this is, this to me is I choose. I'm tired. I can't do the show. Oh, the heck with that. No, we're here. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Eileen, let's talk about choices. Eileen? Well, you were just saying about luck. You know, when we're Irish, we say, you know, the luck of the Irish. But really, luck is, I think in one of my sentences, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. So if you're prepared and then there's an opportunity. So we're always just ready. And, you know, we are just naturally creative, like we're creatures (laughs) and we're naturally creative. And if we're creating all sorts of things, you know, we're creating trouble, we're creating... (laughs) (laughs) we're just creating like leave us to our own devices we will just create you can't stop us and then it's when you stop yourself from being creative that's when you kind of you know that's when things get a little bit um you know that's when it kind of goes against the grain and it's like some of us in school were stopped being creative we had lots of ideas maybe we were dreaming away and then some teacher said stop doing that you know do Mm -hmm. this so we kind of got less and less free to be creative (laughs) and we became more and more kind of you know conditioned to you know just you know do whatever you were supposed to do and I think we lost a little bit of that you know that allowing ourselves to be creative like just yeah to say it's all it is all choice at the end of the day and you know we choose to either you know create and then have people maybe complain (laughs) or whatever or you know criticize it or you can say well I'm not going to create because I don't want to get into trouble you know, we're going to get into yes. trouble anyway. <laughs> yes, and and the question <laughs> is, it. would you want to say that the people who don't appreciate your thinking outside the box being cre- – I think this applies to all of us. You Would you want to say, oh, they're my friends. Oh, I'm inviting them over. Why would you want to associate with people who don't get it, who don't accept it, right, who don't applaud creativity? They don't have to be that way, but certainly to accept it and appreciate it. I'm going to stop off my soapbox right now. I have a little quote to read to the three of you. It's from an article in the Washington Post this past summer, and the headline was, Creativity May Be Key to Healthy Aging. And the study, which was done by uh, Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal, says, Participating in activities, you're going to love this, Ron, and Michael, John, and Eileen, participating in activities such as singing, theater performance, and visual artistry could support the well-being of older adults and creativity related to the personality trait of openness, which can lead to greater longevity. Ah, interesting. I love to use this quote on the show. Uh, this this psychiatrist, Dr. Rosenthal, defines being creative as having the ability to make unexpected connections Eileen, you exemplify that with your story, either to see commonplace things in new ways or unusual things that escape the attention of others and realize their importance. And there is a gentleman named James Kaufman who teaches an introduction to creativity course at the University of Connecticut. And he says creativity can be cultivated 
by following passions old and new. Try, listen to this. Try not to compare yourself to genius creators or be so focused on the outcome that the process stops being fun. Oh, my. Eileen, what do you think of that quote? Like, yeah, I mean, certainly comparing is definitely not a good thing to do, you know, and I think we have this idea that creativity is something you have to be a famous musician, or you have to be a wonderful painter or artist or a photographer to be creative. No, you don't. (laughs) They're the people who might get, you know, great notoriety. But just really, you know, we were all creative once we had a set of paints or colored pencils and a blank piece of paper, we were creating on the paper. Now, when we started to compare with somebody else, that kind of, you know, limits us and then we get a little bit, oh, I better not and I better not. And then we get smaller. And as I say, we don't get that full self-expression or that full joy, which will obviously um, contribute to longevity <laughs> and I happiness. Mean. You know, a happy life, a long and happy life when you're having fun and you're having fun messing around with paint or paper or whatever you're, whatever you're cutting up with your scissors or something. There's a whole pile of things that we can create, you know. Eileen, I got a note from my daughter's first grade teacher. Back in the day. And by the way, my daughter is a, an MD. She's a, a, a pediatric gastroenterologist. And the note said, I'm not going to name her because she doesn't like me to talk about her. But the note said, your daughter is not coloring in the lines in first grade. What is the problem here? I think she needs a cl- remedial course in listening and following instructions and maybe in reading. Well, my daughter went on to be Phi Beta Kappa in her junior year at a prestigious university. She was number one in her medical school class. She illustrated. Eileen, you'll love this. Every one of her notebooks was illustrated with her hand-drawn everything through her chemistry courses, her biology courses, her anatomy courses. I had notebooks of hers that were filled. And she was an artist in uh, acrylics at the age of 13, making large-sized canvases that I have framed that still are in my home that I've had all these years abstract art, 13, 14, 15. So this is a kid who didn't color in the lines. I wish I could find that teacher and go, clink, clink, clink. You couldn't stop my family's creativity. (laughs) What's your thought, Ron, about connecting, finding those connections? Do songs ever come at you and you say, oh, I don't know about that? Or do you say, yeah, let me catch that song? What's your thought? Creativity, of course, we got to bring into the equation creator. I believe the gifts that we have, the passions that we have to, to create come from the creator. And it's our job to acknowledge, to humbly accept and co-create with the creator. And I think it's a spiritual journey. For me, uh, creativity has been so important in so many ways, not just music, but uh, writing uh, uh, my book, for example. And, and it's, I, I believe that the creative process is something that it has to be fun, like you said in the in the quotes there. If it's not fun, if you're not passionate about it, well, what's the point? We, we want, I believe, we have these gifts, and they're meant to be shared with the world to make the world a better place. Thank you, beautifully said. Thank you, Michael John. Your thoughts about uh, putting things together about not letting people stop you. You started at age three. Come on. You were doing classical piano. And you, 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 and by the way, did you mention that you played a, a, your band played a song before a Don King fight, and it was the first time it had ever been done at Madison Square Garden? Michael, John, tell us a little bit about that, please. Yes, yes. Um, 
our manager approached Don King about putting music with sports. And now it's done all the time, but we were the first band, all sports band, which combined the energy of music and the energy of sports. On stage, we were very athletic. I would do Russian leaps. And uh, we actually went to Madison Square Garden and performed there, and we were the first band to ever uh, combine the two, a professional boxing match with music. And later on, Don King, as you know, did that in Vegas, Atlantic City, and started combining great entertainers, rappers, uh, with uh, his great bouts. Wow. Well, you have certainly made opportunities. You have let people knock on that door and you've said, yes, I will try it. That's what we're talking about today. I want to go to some creativity statements. I asked you all for a favorite quote. These are going to be fun. Ron San Miguel, I'm I'm very pleased you sent a quote from the song Get Together by the Youngbloods. And the song is, come on, people now, smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. And I want to say, let, let me have an a- amen. But this is not a amen. religious show. So we'll do that anyway. Ron, why? what does this have to do with creativity? Talk to me. Congressman John R. Lewis said that the 1960s, the civil rights movement would have been like a bird without wings were it not for the music. The music brings us together. And I think that's very true. And uh, I was about to write new songs. I had the songs ready for an album in Spanish, but friends kept saying to me, Ron, what happened to the music from the 60s? We need that type of protest music. We need that to get people together. So I put the Spanish language album on hold and produced my album, Don't Give Up the Fight. And it has seven songs of that genre of protest, of, of uh, activism type of music. And, and it's so important, I think, to, we're all one. We got to come together instead of fighting all the time. It's ridiculous. We got extremists running around all, the, all over the place instead of realizing we're in this together, people. Let's, let's do it. We can do this. And the key word you just said is people. People. We're all together people. But if we took out the word together, we're all people. Oh, my. What a concept. Thank you very much. Love the quote. I remember the song very well. There's something about songs, anthems, melodies. Come on. Don't you all remember stuff, songs, melodies from from school, from kindergarten, first grade, third grade, fifth grade? You remember maybe songs you danced to at a prom or songs you went on a date with? I remember in the basement with, I won't tell you who, listening to Johnny Mathis songs back in the day. Those were make-out songs. I can still sing some of those songs or, or remember the words. There's so many wonderful melodies. Is, is meant to be part of our, I think, our, our brain source, our our creativity source, our love source. Let me move on before I get all mushy here. Eileen <laughs> Forrestal sent us a quote from Cindy Lauper. The song is the title. The quote is the title. It's a song written and performed by American musician Robert Hazard, who released it in 1979, but it's better known as a single by Cindy Lauper, whose version was released four years later in 1983. The first major single released by Cindy Lauper is a solo and the lead single from her debut album, 1983. She's so unusual, and she still is. I love the pink hair in the commercials. So here is the quote. Everybody knows this. Five little words. Girls just want to have fun. I hope I didn't ruin that. Eileen, how'd you pick this one for your creativity quote? Go ahead. Well, that's just it. It's just fun. You know, gosh, why does life, you know, look, life can be hard enough, you know, but really we just want fun. And it really, we want to look like we're enjoying life. And there are so many ways to enjoy it. And I think our own creativity 
you know, we were when we were children, we were able to play with ourselves. We had a sandbox, we had a little pieces, we put things together, you know, bits of whatever. And, you know, we were actually we were actually really enjoying it. We were learning it as we went, but we were enjoying it. And it is really about having you know, fun in life. It, life is short. You know, it really it is. And, uh, you know, why not have some fun with the people around you and, you know, what you've got. And as long as you have it, you know, as long as you have your health, like I'm very health oriented. And as long as you have your, you know, your, your health and you can do these things, really, you know, go play. I think that's mine. Just go play. I appreciate that. I will tell you, I remember the neighbors across the street. We had a summer house on Long Island, and uh, the neighbors had two trees in the backyard. We used to string a, put a string and a curtain or a, a sheet, and we used to put on little shows in their backyard. I also remember Michael John running home after school all year long, lived in Queens, New York, to watch Dick Clark on American Bandstand. Every day. I was a fan of Bob and Justine. And by the way, I, I met a woman years ago on Long Island who wrote a book, a memoir of the lead people who were featured on American Bandstand. It's called Bandstand Diaries. And I can't remember her name, but I remember the book. And I had Arlene Sullivan on one of my radio shows talking about, she was a regular on Bandstand in Philadelphia, talking about her experience. I want to share that with you. So let's go to the quote Michael John Tosti has sent us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars, Episode 1V. That's four for those of you who don't read Roman numerals. A New Hope. And the quote is six words. Okay, we're keeping this short. May the force be with you. Michael, John, what does this have to do with creativity? Can't wait to hear this one. Go ahead. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy, and I believe that the force of God's spirit is with us in creativity. There's a spirit of creativity. Have you ever noticed when you're inspired, it's almost a spiritual type experience because suddenly creative ideas come out of nowhere. Suddenly songs come when I'm on the piano and, and an artist, when you see a blank canvas, suddenly there's a beautiful color picture that begins to become painted. And I believe that we get those visions from our creator and uh, it's a wonderful thing to be inspired to have the force with you. And so I pray that God's spirit be with me and give me creativity that flows like a river. <clears throat> Thank you very much. I, I had an interesting experience. I wrote three plays. Uh, Ron, talk about catching a song. I wanted to write a romantic comedy, and I sat down when I I found a Playwriting 101 online, a free, it wasn't a course, it was just an outline. It showed you how to indent and what typeface to use and, and how, to, how to set up your scenes and your characters. And I sat down at one o'clock in the morning, three nights in a row, and I wrote a play in three days and I produced it with community actors. I did three of them. I have since read them uh, in a script reading course I was running here in my community and they're hysterically funny. <laughs> and I said, what? Where'd this come from? Did I write that? I think so. Well, my name's on it. Duh. Anyway, people, when I did the second play, people didn't get it. It was bashed. It was criticized. It was maligned. It was almost like I was being thrown out of a church, even though I'm not Christian. It was the strangest thing. And so I I feel I'm getting a little off track here, but I want to get a thought from all three of you. And, and Michael John is nodding. Sometimes you have to know your audience or be careful. We talk about people criticizing, not accepting, not being open. I think we were talking about that a couple minutes ago. Sometimes your creativity is not appreciated in a certain group, a certain audience. I'm not putting a name to this group. It's very diverse, as a matter of fact. But they just didn't get it. They didn't like it. They didn't want to like it. They didn't want to get it. They misinterpreted it. They, ah, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I was not expecting that. 
and I wasn't expecting it. Michael John, have you ever run into that? I'll go around the table, but Michael John, have you ever run into that where a song wasn't appreciated or something you did that was outside the box? And people said, oh, what's he doing? Any thoughts about that? Or does everybody love everything you do? Oh, you can tell me. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'll be honest, Red. You know, when we did our album with Y'all Sports Band, I'm doing a new album now called Phenomenon. And uh, one of the songs is called I've Got to Get My Freedom Back. And it was right at the time it was released when people were getting out of the homes again, not being so locked up. Uh, when we did our album with the All Sports Band, I wrote probably eight, nine, ten songs. But the producers chose the ones that they felt were going to fit the people. We didn't as the band. So we didn't have a lot of choice in it. We did have our favorites, but not always. And many musicians will tell you this. Not always were their hit songs, songs that they really thought were going to go somewhere Celine Dion didn't think the Titanic song was going to do anything. She wasn't particularly uh, liking the song, but the producer said, trustless, this is going to go somewhere. It ended up being her biggest song ever. Isn't that interesting? So creativity could be partnered with having people you trust or people you have to listen to and opening the door to literally to what they have to say about it. Okay, in, very interesting. Ron, what's your thought about that, about people saying, what, or Ooh, what do you think? Any? <laughs> can you share any experiences, or you don't have to, but what do you think? Of course. Yes, not everyone's <laughs> going to like everything that we create, You know, particularly in this genre with political songs. Some people don't like my music because it's the other side of the aisle, perhaps. But I, I think, well, you know, I don't, we have to be courageous enough to transcend the ego. You know, not everyone's going to like it. So what? You know, move on. You know, that's my thought. I like that. Eileen, what are your thoughts? Was everybody thrilled with your diaries or when you decided to go into publishing? Was it well received or were there times when you said, what? You don't like, you don't get what I'm doing? What did you, what did you experience that you can share with us, Eileen? I think the diaries, for the most part, actually were very well received. You know, that was that's that didn't seem to be an issue. But certainly when I wrote the book, the book is called The Courage mm-hmm. to Shine. So, you know, people, when you are and shiny, like you're, you know, you have your own unique creativity. Not everybody is going to is going to like it, but it takes courage to actually stand up and be, you know, this yes. like write that song. Yes. Do that film, you know, that make, you know, make that movie, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do. Like, you know, Picasso didn't, people didn't say, oh, brilliant painter. I mean, people are a long time dead before they get acknowledged. <laughs> you know? So when you're, you know, waiting for people to agree with you while you're alive, it's like, and letting it stop you, well, you're going to be totally limited. No, you have, it takes courage just to kind of say, well, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy doing it. And, you know, some people will like it and some people won't. But guess what? My life. <laughs> Well, Eileen, you know what? You you just brought up a point. I could have named this episode of Read My Lips Radio Courageous Creativity instead of the voice of the voices of creativity or finding your vocal creative. Courageous Creativity. I never thought of that, Eileen. Thank you. Are you going to copyright that or trademark that or can I? Is that okay? (laughs) Well, you're the publisher. You could do that. I want to move all this wonderful, and I am so enjoying speaking to the three of you, and I'm I'm really appreciative that you're sharing your thoughts with me in, in our improv show here. No, we're not scripted. Get over yourself. I want to go on some famous birthdays here. I will just, if you know who the person is, I don't have extensive bios, just wave or say happy birthday to the person. Otherwise, I'll just move on. Comedian, I'm starting with the oldest first, and that's just the way I got them off the web today. Yeah, I think... 
Okay, I've got him a little bit backwards here, but they're, they're okay. Comedian director Terry Gilliam from Monty Python. Anybody remember Terry Gilliam? 81. Okay, we've got one there. Actor Tom Conti is 80. I don't remember him, but he was on the list. Ooh. Oh, 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 listen to this. Singer Jesse Colin Young from the Young Bloods. There yeah. we go. Is 80. How did I? Wow. I, it was in the list of famous people, and you quoted the Young Bloods, Ron said. Miguel, what about that? Now, here's somebody everybody knows guitarist, actor, little Steven, little Stevie from the E Street Band, The Sopranos, and he did a wonderful show called Lily Hammer. If you haven't seen Lily Hammer on streaming, it's about a New York mobster who gets in trouble and excommunicates himself from New York to a small town called Lily Hammer in Norway, where it's all iced over. He has no idea, and he becomes a nightclub owner and he hires a couple of not quite altogether local guys and they become his his muscle it's hysterical little stevie steven van zandt is the lead on that show and when it was over i was said it's a rollicking good time a lot of language a little nudity not everybody's playing by the same rules but it's very interesting anyway happy birthday little steven okay uh bassist tina wymouth of talking heads is 71 michael john did you ever come across tina wymouth in your no i didn't well, happy birthday to her anyway. Actor Richard Kind, who is so funny, just looking at him. He's a funny man. I enjoy seeing him in all kinds of movies. Jamie Lee Curtis. Everybody loves Jamie Lee, right? The daughter of uh, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Yes. 63. Can you believe that? 63 years old. She's been around forever. Mariel Hemingway from the Hemingway family is 60. My, where are all the kids going? Actor Mads Mikkelsen is 56. Mark Ruffalo, isn't he everywhere? 54 years old. I, to me, that says he's he's a grown-up now. Yes. Uh, I, since I'm a drummer, I included this one drummer, Chris Fryer of the Zach Brown Band is 51. Yes, so Drummer AK Radio Red says happy birthday to Chris Fryer. Scarlett Johansson is 37. Isn't she married to Colin Jost, who is on Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live? Right. Yes. And I wonder whether she she snared him or he snared her, but that's quite an interesting couple. Yes, she's she's doing so many movies you can't even keep up with her. And model Haley Bieber turns 25. So she's the young one. Scarlett Johansson is 37. I think she's been around forever. Let's do some quick national holidays here before we we do some more of your creativity statements. You're not going to believe this, everyone, but I have some interesting holidays, and I guarantee you have never heard of most of them, Michael John, so don't be surprised. But if you're going to celebrate this holiday, I have three or four for each day of the next week, including next Monday, because I'm not on the radio until 7 p.m. Eastern, and the day will mostly be over by then. So today, Monday, is National Cranberry Relish Day. Does anybody make their eye? Ah, Lean is smiling. Anybody ever tried a recipe for cranberry relish? There, Ron, do you have any special ingredients you want to share with us since we're two days from Thanksgiving? Not off the top of my head. I wrote it down, but you know, I haven't looked at it in I, a while. I think some orange peel and some lemon zest. And uh, what, Michael John, what do you put in your cranberry relish? Anything special? Uh, just we use the real cranberry and uh, just serve it raw. There you, there you go. Oh, oh, that's cranberry relish. Eileen, any recipe for cranberry relish? No, it just comes out of the jar. Okay, I'm I'm a homemade cranberry. I do mine with I use I use sugar actually and a little bit of orange or lemon zest and uh, sometimes I put walnuts in it. That's good. Well, oh, I'm not oh, very yeah. creative in the kitchen. Well, well, I think the rest of us will take over for that. It's love your freckles day. Anybody got freckles? Oh, you do. I don't. All right. Love your freckles day, Eileen. You got permission. It's go for a ride day. And go for a ride day is 
bike, boat, car, skateboard, sleigh. If you have a sleigh, just go somewhere. That's what we're supposed to do. Get out of the house, duh, and go somewhere. Okay. Tomorrow is, well, we're on the theme. Ron, what do you want to say? Today is a feast day of St. Cecilia, the patron saint of musicians. So it's a music <laughs> musician's day as well. I miss that. Well, happy Feast of St. Cecilia's Day. Thank you very much. Tomorrow is, we're still on the Thanksgiving theme, eat a cranberry day. Okay, we'll just go with that. It's <laughs> National Cashew Day. Anybody like cashews? I like cashews. I like them salted. If you take a little bit of dried cranberry and a handful of cashews and put them together, make your own little trail mix. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And if you take some shrimp, saute them in a little bit of canola oil and add some rice. The 90-second, I use the 90-second microwave instant, not instant, but it's pre-cooked. And you add that to the cut-up shrimp and you add the cranberries and the walnuts and add a little drop of soy sauce. You've got the most delicious fried rice. Oh, you have to scramble an egg into it, too. I'm sorry. I got the backwards recipe. Anyway, it's also tomorrow is National Espresso Day. Anybody enjoys es- Nespresso? Espresso instead of coffee? Michael, John, are you an espresso fan? Uh, not so much. Okay. Eileen, what about you? Nope. Uh, no, no, not really. I like to enjoy a long cup of coffee. A long cup of coffee. <laughs> Ron, are you an espresso guy? I don't even drink coffee. Oh, okay. I do sometimes. I have two coffee makers, and that just doesn't taste right to me. Wednesday is, this is for all of you, National Celebrate Your Unique Talent Day. I want each of you, when you wake up Wednesday, wherever you are, to say, today I celebrate my unique talent. I think that's perfect. It's also National Jukebox Day. Uh Uh-huh. Anybody remember the jukeboxes in the diner where you put a quarter in and everybody had to listen to your song choice? Yeah, okay. And it's National Sardines Day. Anybody remember sardines in the can with the little key that we wrote? My dad liked sardines. Yes, yes, yes. I might still have some old cans here. I wonder what. Never mind. We'll throw them out. Thursday. Well, it's Thanksgiving. It's also Shopping Reminder Day, as if you haven't been bombarded. Black Friday is a month early this year and the stores are already supply chain is an issue but who knows what you're going to find it's national family health history day that's interesting okay and it's national parfait day anybody remember what a parfait is ice cream with some kind of syrup layered in a tall thin glass you might maybe a little ice cream and a little bit of syrup or jelly or jam or or uh, fudge Eileen, am I, am I, you remembering what parfaits are? I'm just enjoying it as you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You can do it with pudding. You can do it with yogurt. You can do it. Parfait is something that's layered in a, a tall glass like a flute where you see the layers and you dig down and enjoy them. Uh, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, it's loosen your belt and deal with the tryptophan after effect. But it's also buy nothing day. Now, this is the opposite of Black Friday. It's... Don't spend anything. Just don't be a commercial. You know, what can I tell you? It's a day of listening. It's also, this is personal, flossing day. Friday is <laughs> flossing day because of all, you know, the turkey, the cranberry. You don't want to know. It's National Cake Day. And I have one I bet none of you have ever heard of. It's National Sinky Day, S-I-N-K-I-E. I'm not going to ask you what you think it is. I'm going to tell you. It's called Dine Over the Kitchen Sink Day. Apparently, there are people all over the world who say leftovers taste better when you eat them over the kitchen sink. Eileen, are you shocked and amazed? Or you say, well, that's a good idea. Eileen? You're just creating a whole new image here for me that I have to just get my head around. No, it's, you're doing well. You're doing there, well. There From is the actually, 
there is actually a, a, a national calendar. It's free. You can subscribe to it, and that's where I get my holidays. Ron is saying, what is she talking about, Sinky Day? Saturday is Small Business Saturday that we can appreciate, honoring and buying from small businesses. It's also, I think you're going to like this one, Michael John, Aura Awareness Day. Belief in auras as the energy source around every creature in the world. Michael John, does that resonate with you, auras? Well, yeah, in the sense that I think everyone is so individual and each person's spirit seems to have a a different way of shining in in its own way. I like that. Ron, auras mean anything to you? Oh, of course. It's the light of the soul shining through. We all have that energy comes from the source, creator. We all have that spark within us. There you go. Eileen, Aura, anything for you? Well, yeah, again, it's just that unique energy that people have when they're free to express it. I think it's yes. when it's when it shines, when it's actually there, you can you can get it when it's, yes. you know, it just needs to be it needs to be unleashed, I think. <laughs> and in case Aura Day isn't your thing, it's National Bavarian Cream Pie Day on Saturday. So you can go enjoy. I know Michael John's like, yeah, you and I'll meet for a slice of Bavarian cream. Saturday, I can't believe it is Hanukkah already. I celebrate Hanukkah, and I'm really not prepared for it yet, and I'm going to have to go do something. We all just give give uh, digital gift cards in my family, so I don't have to wrap anything, but I have to get the menorahs out and get the candles out, and yes, and all of that. Anybody here celebrate Hanukkah like I do? Nope? Okay. Well, I'm going to celebrate and honor all of you. It's also National French Toast Day. Who loves French toast? Anybody? Yes. Yes. What do you put on your French toast, Michael John? Cinnamon. Ooh, any syrup? Yes, syrup, cinnamon, and butter. Oh, and real syrup, right? Real maple yes. syrup? Yeah, not not the other stuff. Eileen, do you like French toast? Uh, yeah, it's not it's it's not so popular here. I I did eat it a lot when I was in America with maple syrup, but we don't do it so much here. But there yeah. you go. It's it's mm. a treat. Ron, any French toast in your life? Yes, a dear friend of mine keeps bees, so I use local organic honey. That's delicious. I've started buying the honey in the little bears in the supermarket, and they had a sale, so I bought two of them. But this is this is kind of interesting. Talk about creativity. I don't throw the bears out when they're empty. I fill them, clean them out. I fill them with water, and I put a little bit of food coloring in them. And I put them on my windowsill in my kitchen. So I have a pink one and a yellow one and a green one and a blue one. I refuse to throw them out. I feel there's some kind of personification in these bears look at me saying don't put me in the garbage please i can't i can't part with them it's it's become a curse i'll tell you too many in the house it's red planet day on sunday monday is national lemon cream pie day because thanksgiving over what else are you gonna do but have a lemon cream pie it's cyber monday like we haven't already been cyber buying already right trying to find things it took six weeks to get a new screen door a couple months ago it took three months last year to get a new computer so cyber cyber monday just buy whatever you want online. It's also interesting, Chadwick Boseman Day. He's the one who left us too soon. Cancer, he was uh, passed away at 43 a couple months ago. He played the Black Panther in the Marvel films. He played James Brown in the film Get On Up, and he was featured in many films. So they're dedicating a day. Monday the 29th is Chadwick Boseman Day. We have just a few minutes left, and I want to go around the table and get one statement of creativity from each of you. Just a brief uh, explanation. I'm going to read something that you sent me in advance. So let me, Ron San Miguel, I'm going to go with your statement number two. I seek out silence and solitude and listen. I tune into the universe, capture what I hear and share it in song. What's, talk to me about the creativity of silence and solitude. Just briefly, Ron. 
That's where, for me, where the uh, creativity is born. And, and it, I, I believe music and laughter are medicine. And, and I experience the magic of that creativity using poetry, music, and stories to express love, joy, laughter, and my passion for social justice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Eileen, I'm looking at your statements. There's some good ones here. Statement number two. Well, two's the winner here. You say, I use 26 letters of the alphabet to create my life. Eileen, talk to me. Well, you know, we have language. And, uh, you know, everything, everything that exists anywhere began as a kind of a thought, and then it went to a word, and then somebody heard it, and then somebody built it. And we have airplanes and buildings, <laughs> whatever. So we can do everything with language. We've got 26 letters of the alphabet. I speak the English language. You know, I speak Irish as well, but really the English language. And really, I mean, crikey, you know, there's nothing stopping us, really. <laughs> I like the word crikey. She said crikey. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own colorful words that aren't, yes, anyway. Thank you very much, Michael John Tosti. I'm reading your statement number four. I love this one. You say, I am inspired to create after watching a movie, listening to music, and playing the piano. Talk to me about what watching a movie does to inspire your own creation. Michael John? Well, you know, movies are a combination of hundreds of uh, of people that have come together with all of their creative imagination from the special effects to the wardrobe people to the music that just builds the picture into a uh, climactic portion, I guess. And then the script writing, the beautiful characters. It puts me in another atmosphere in which is completely separate from my own world. And that allows me a new canvas to create with. Thank you very much. I want to thank you all for, for uh, sending me your deliverables in advance. I appreciate that, having your quotes, having your bios, having your photos, and, and having your creativity statements. It's just, just nice for me to see a little bit about who you are before we get on the show. Let's do a quick round of websites. Where do you want people to go to learn more about you, Ron San Miguel? You're first. Where do we want to send people? RonSanMiguelAuthor.com. I will spell that R O N. S-A-N-M-I-G-U-E-L-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. RonSanMiguelAuthor.com. Did I get that right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Oh, don't call me ma'am. I thought I liked you. You like me. No, ma'am. <laughs> Eileen Forrestal, what website would you like people to go to? EileenForrestal.com. E-I-L-E-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T-A-L. Dot com. Plain and simple. Thank you very much. Mr. Michael John Tosti, you've got a couple of websites, I think. Where do you want people to go? You can mention two if you want. Thank you, Red. You're so kind. Uh, number one, thepropheticmatrix.com. T-H-E-P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-M-A-T-R-I-X.com. Yes. And then my music site, that's for the book. The music site is michael-johnmusic.com. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-J-O-H-N-M-U-S-I-C.com. Did I get that? Perfect. I almost fumbled on the music. Silly me. <laughs> you did I, it. Ron, one thing. Go ahead. My website is going live soon. Right now, it's a splash page coming soon. The book will be available in about a week from now. Wonderful. You're going to send me the book, okay? I'd love to get an ebook copy. I have to do a thank you to Andrew, a thank you to Ryan Treasure at Voice America, and I have to do a, a little bit of a memorial, Jeff Spinard, who is the founder, creator, 
president and CEO of Voice America World Talk Radio passed away last Monday, and I did a dedication on one of my other shows. Jeff, thank you for creating this wonderful broadcast network that lets so many people find our voices and share them with the world. I appreciate everything you created, and I know everybody misses you as a friend, a mentor, and a visionary. And now I'm going to close the show. I'm getting one minute to close from Andrew, and let me quick speed through my my closing words. Everybody listen up. Life is short. Somebody said that already. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the only way. Love, if you're kissing too fast, just not going to work. Ron knows. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that made you smile. And here are my final words. Work like you need the money. You don't need the money. Well, we all do at one point or another. Just try to enjoy what you're doing. Dance like no one's watching. But when I was teaching disco and ballroom and Latin dancing, everybody was watching. Sing like nobody's listening, unless it's Ron and Michael John singing. Everybody should listen. Love like you've never been hurt, because damn it, we all have over and over and over again. Your heart will regenerate. It will grow. It will refine itself. Your heart will be open to new kinds of love, new experiences. Let that happen. Money talks, chocolate sings. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, I stole this line from another host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. AK Radio Red. Happy Thanksgiving. Find somebody to say thank you to. Show your gratitude. Enjoy your gratitude. Give gratitude and don't eat too much turkey. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.